Hi, this is Akhil Minocha and I welcome you to the podcast series Reverse and Onward. There's an inflection point in life for each one of us which helps us rediscover ourselves. In these podcasts, I cover some people who have had an impact or influence in my reverse and onward health journey. People from different walks of life who knowingly or unknowingly give positivity to life. Welcome to the fifth podcast of the series Reverse and Onward. If you heard the last episode with Sandeep Rai, who's a marathoner and a veteran from the international aviation industry and enjoyed the discussion, this week's episode I'm sure is going to be another interesting conversation. I have another special guest on the podcast series, Colonel Gautam Guha. Let me tell you how I got acquainted with Colonel Guha. It really started in 2020 when I was battling with my own health reversal journey. Having put on considerable weight, and I'd started battling with the onset of lifestyle-related disorders. I was searching for answers and a direction and read a few posts on social media by Colonel Guha. I saw recognition in the ADGPI, Additional Directorate General of Public Information, Integrated Headquarters of MOD, Ministry of Defense in the Indian Army, on their social media page, mentioning Colonel Guha's story, and I had to reach out to him. I come from a family where I grew up in a defense services environment. So Colonel's story was inspiring for me, to say the least. I gave Colonel Guha a call, and he spoke to me in a very encouraging tone. I joined his Telegram social media health group, and I must admit, I haven't been able to leverage him to the fullest. But sometimes, it's the sum total of influences and inspirations you get in life to move ahead and achieve positivity. And that's what Colonel Guha means to me today. I know he's always there to guide me, as he's there also for several others. Colonel Guha, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Akhil. Uh, it's always good to connect with you. And, uh, you know, in the modern times, when there is so much of stress and ill health all around, we all need to be positive and spread happiness. Absolutely, Colonel Guha. Uh, you know, haven't we, over the last couple of years in different realms of life have uh, seen the pandemic and also realized or reinforced uh, the fact that being healthy is the most important thing for all of us, isn't it, uh, Colonel Guha? So true, yes. Allow me to briefly introduce yourself before we get on with our conversation. Colonel Gautam Guha is an infantry officer from the Indian Army of 1990 NDA batch. Like any other military man, Gotham had served in varied operational locations throughout his service, including the lofty heights of Siachen Glacier, and also served on deputation with the elite NSG Black Cats. His health deteriorated after a spinal injury in 2013. He started to put on weight after that and was diagnosed with diabetes type 2 in December 2015 at Military Hospital Trivandrum. As part of the Army routine medical procedures, he later became a permanent medical category, P3, for metabolic syndrome in 2016 with ailments like hypertension, dyslipidemia, early onset of hypothyroidism, and obesity, besides diabetes type 2. In the year 2018, the officer reversed his diabetes and other ailments with diet, exercise, and lifestyle corrections and officially got upgraded in his medical board in 2019. Besides getting rid of all his medications, he also lost a whopping 37 kilos in this process. For the past two years, after his story was made public by ADGPI on its social media platforms like Twitter and Facebook, 
because of which more people started approaching him, Colonel Gautam Guha embarked on a journey with a social cause to spread the awareness of diabetes and obesity reversal and has helped hundreds of people from all walks of life reverse their lifestyle diseases, including hypertension, dyslipidemia, hypothyroidism, and PCOS, besides diabetes. He's a motivational health speaker and has spoken at numerous forums, including platforms like Healthcare Product Summit, HCPS 2020 at Hyderabad in January 2020. He has his own YouTube channel and also made health groups on WhatsApp and Telegram apps where he guides people through their reversal journey and helps them to lead a medicine-free life. This was one of the groups that I had actually joined and I got to know Colonel Gautam Guha you know, much better. It's indeed a pleasure to have you, Gautam, on the podcast. Uh, could I call, uh, call you Gautam for the rest of the podcast, uh, Colonel Guha? Oh, yes, of course. Yes, of course. So, Gautam, let's move ahead with your story. Can you share details on how it all started for you on getting conscious about your health? You get started once you are pushed to the wall, isn't it, Akhil? It was, uh, no, it was January 2018, a typical New Year resolution. In fact, it was more than a resolution. It was an inner call of awakening that enough is enough. Being a uniformed professional, one dons the uniform daily. My becoming unhealthy and obese drove me to a point where I would detest seeing myself in the mirror, in the uniform. And you have, you know, read out as to what all ailments I was suffering from. So yes, 2015 to 2017 was probably the darkest phase in my life as far as health is concerned. And in 2017, you know, I was uh, to an extent, there was a point in time wherein I would hate to put some batches and ribbons of valor on my uniform because I felt I didn't deserve to wear them on my chest with such an unhealthy body. Now further, you know, uh, seeing a close colleague of mine suffering amputation due to a diabetic foot and also my father who has been diabetic for uh, almost 40 years plus, taking insulin in 2017, every time before a meal, shook me from inside. So I guess, you know, these were the life-changing moments which uh, drove me to a point where I decided to change uh, my health. A very inspiring story, Gotham, And, uh, you know, that's exactly what my book or this podcast series is all about. Inspiration and inspirational stories about people like you uh, who've had an inflection point at, at some point of time in their life, right? Where they've been leading a life and realized the fact that they need to lead it differently. And your story, to say the least, has been uh, extremely inspiring. So through our discussions, Gautam, I know Dr. Jason Fung, a Canadian nephrologist, has been a significant influence for you. Would you like to tell us more? Akhil, I consider Dr. Jason Fung as my guru because uh, he initiated me into all this. Millions of people follow him. But when I read his article for the first time in December 2017, and thereafter I saw his numerous videos and heard his podcasts on various facets of fasting, intermittent fasting, low-carbohydrate diet, on how fasting can be used as a therapy to reverse diabetes and other chronic ailments, I was absolutely shaken up. And I was convinced that this is the right path that I need to follow. Of course, thereafter I read and followed many doctors and many healthcare professionals and experts who speak on subjects like diabetes reversal on uh, lifestyle ailments on insulin resistance you know which is the root cause of diabetes but dr jason fung uh, his thoughts on fasting on how he has been impacting millions of people all across the world uh, he remains my guru forever 
That's great to know. And, and you know, with that, I just am tempted to think about the fact that, you know, we, we've read about diabetes reversal and uh, there's another term called diabetes remission. And that's a classical debate on people saying that the diabetes cannot be reversed. It is, uh, it gets into a state of remission and which essentially means that it's a temporary state where you're, you're not a diabetic, but uh, you are prone to become a diabetic. Now, it's cases like you that talk about diabetes reversal and, and which actually proves that diabetes reversal is possible and not really remission. It's been a few years that you've been completely out of diabetes. You've been maintaining a very healthy lifestyle, you know, since then, and you found your way to lead a happy and healthy life. Now, in terms of lifestyle-related disorders, I'm sure, you know, whether it's a diabetic or it's a it's a non-diabetic, if you uh, let go, you know, diabetes or lifestyle-related disorders can, of course, get onset, you know, fairly soon. So after speaking to you and seeing cases like yours, I believe that it's diabetes reversal and not really remission you know probably that's where the correct bias can be turned towards what what do you say to that there's a very thin line when you try to understand the dictionary meaning of reversal and remission now i would like to ask people who talk about lifestyle ailments diabetes etc not possible to be reversed but it can be in a state of remission i want to ask them how does it matter i mean if you were down with covid and you have recovered out of covid which was a viral attack in your body, was it a reversal or a remission of uh, COVID? I mean, can't you again get the same uh, disease? You can. A normal thing like cough and cold, a fever. We all are trying to get better. And what surprises me is that if I you know, just now have, a say, a physical injury and I have multiple fractures in my bones, the most complicated of surgery needs to be done. It will be done. And my health will be restored back. There we don't talk about reversals and remissions. Of course, my bone will be weak, which has had multiple fractures. Today, if you have some other chronic disease or some ailment, you go to a hospital. You go to a hospital because you want to be cured. But when it comes to simple lifestyle ailments, which are actually indicators, indicators of a high blood pressure. So there is an indicator of a high pressure on your artery walls. There is an indicator of poor glucose metabolism which has been nicely coined as a term called diabetes. And then they have categorized as diabetes type 1, 1.5, 2. Fine, we'll not talk about 1 and 1.5, but diabetes 2 is what? Your internal organs are okay. They are functioning. You are just not letting the machine work better. So you're not letting your, your liver, your pancreas, and other bodily organs not to uh, work correctly. There's a hormonal imbalance. And we have accepted that, you know, these are chronic ailments. So if I have got a high blood pressure, the first line that one I have to accept in my life is that I cannot cure myself from hypertension. Why so? I cannot cure myself from diabetes. Why so? Of course, I am diabetic-free. And being in the forces, I undergo periodic medical examinations. So, uh, And on my own, I get myself checked so many times. Yes, I don't have sugar. My sugars are fine. My other health parameters, basic metabolic markers are all fine. So am I? have, have I reversed? Yes, of course I have reversed. And here, I would definitely like to you know, say something so that the uh, listeners you know, understand. Diabetes reversal is not about getting your sugar levels down. I'm repeating. Diabetes reversal is not that your HbA1c was 9 point something or 10 point something, and now it is 6.0 or 5.7. Great, you have reversed diabetes. That's not reversal of diabetes. That is good sugar control. 
yes hba1c is a marker a fasting blood glucose is a marker a postprandial blood glucose is a marker of diabetes of high sugars in your blood so these are symptoms we have to understand that to reverse diabetes we have to reverse the root cause if i can say in hindi agar aag lagi hai to hum us aag ke upar pani dal rahe hain we have to go to the root cause bhai aag lagi kyon hai there could be a leakage of gas aur aap aag ke upar pani dale ja rahe ho and that's we are that's what we have been told to believe for last so many uh, decades that these are chronic ailments chronic ailments the modern science is you know is going leaps and bounds and we are still stuck up that yes these are ailments which cannot be reversed i mean how can you accept this in the, in the modern times where there is so much of uh, research going on where there is so much of things being written about and yes gautam guha is not the first one who has reversed diabetes in this world i agree that this community is small but this community needs to grow and that's what is my intention that if i can reverse many can reverse and you know it uh, akhil that hundreds of people along with me have reversed but i am again saying that we have to understand that today if i have reversed my diabetes it means that i have sorted out the root cause because of which i was not able to manage my sugar or my glucose better in my body so today when i take a high glucose food be it a fruit be it rotis or banana the glucose in that food is supposed to get into the cells of my body it's not supposed to muck around in the blood and give me other problems that is what is reversal of diabetes yeah. but if i start eating too many bananas and too many gulab jamuns and too many ice creams and i again reload my body and the, my body is not able to take the overload obviously you can say that you see i told you you were in a state of remission no my dear sir i had reversed my diabetes i took it too casually i have again gone back to the bad days and i have again put too much of load i have overloaded my pancreas i have overloaded my liver i have overloaded my uh, hormonal signals in my body and that's why i am to be blamed and i am again diabetic so that's the thin yeah. line you know difference between remission and reversal i think each and every disease each and every lifestyle ailment can be reversed and it is being reversed by many all across the world very very well said gautam this is uh, phenomenal and uh, you know this is the kind of information which is so invaluable for our listeners out here thanks gautam for taking us uh, through your views and uh, and also your story in terms of how strongly you feel about diabetes reversal having been through that journey yourself what inspires you to stay healthy and motivated you see um, i have realized that a healthy metabolic body helps you to stay focused and energetic when your health is stable and your body has a hormonal balance it shows in your daily life in the way you eat in the way you sleep the way you work you behave your day to day dealing your day to day situations so it obviously has a positive bearing in your work and at home and uh, when it comes to you know motivation you are aware akhil i have many people following me or seeking advice to reverse and better their health as much as you know i have got a health group a couple of them you know where i advice and i carry along a pool of people who are at various phases in their reversal journey so i see and experience you know success stories achievements contentment on a daily basis so believe me it's mutual i remain motivated so that i am able to lead by example as much as you know the efforts of my group members uh, they also charge me up now on top of that thank you or words of gratitude from someone who has been able to reverse his or her ailment you know somebody who has been diabetic for 26 years who has left all her or his medicines and today is medicine free somebody who has been on 
100 units of insulin. And today is uh, diabetic free and I'm taking, and if you go on my YouTube channel, if you see the various testimonials, no, these are not uh, fictions. These are not stories. These are real people. These are people like you and me. So yes, a word of thank you or words of gratitude when it comes to you uh, from people, you know, they act like a booster dose for me as far as motivation is concerned. Excellent. Uh, so Gautam, you are indeed a winner in reversing your own condition and impacting so many lives. Let me move on to the next question. I'm sure our friends here would be curious on what your daily routine is as far as physical activity is concerned. Let's go through that first and then we will cover your diet. Before I answer that, I would like to state that we should not lay down templates. I've spoken about all these in my YouTube channel. See, we all individuals are different. We are not robots. We are humans. Our age, our structure, our strength, our oxygen consumption, you know, something which you call VO2 max, our body size, our muscle mass, our hormonal factors, our basal metabolic rate, our levels of oxidative stress in the body, our cellular health, mitochondrial density, gut health, Vitamin levels, I can go on. Everything is different. And all these factors will dictate what you eat and how you exercise. Now, coming specific to your question about generally, you know, what I do uh, as far as activity is concerned. When it comes to physical activity over a week, I believe and I try to mix strength training and high-intensity workouts along with regular cardio. In fact, you know, the starting line in my video about how to exercise to reverse diabetes and insulin resistance. My starting line in Hindi is that her diabetic ko dekho wo subay utkar walk pe nikalta. Everyone is walking. So cardio is good. But you need to mix strength training and high intensity workouts. I have my uh, few sets of dumbbells at home you know, which I can pick up any time and do at any hour of the day. I have an indoor bicycle also at home for an emergency. So I am fond of outdoor walks and jogs. Uh, I also do occasional staircase climbing and I'm a big fan of staircase climbing because that's one of the best wholesome exercise you can do besides, you know, strengthening your lower body. So yes, I do occasional staircase climbing for 20 to 30 minutes in a week. So sometimes, you know, I do even more. I have climbed 100 stories also. I generally climb 10 to 20 stories. You know, you climb up and you get down by lift. Again, you climb up and you get down by lift. So I'm very fond of that. I focus more on quality rather than quantity of workout. I'm not a big fan of all these smart applications uh, that you wear in your watches and your mobiles, you know, they are good to guide you, they are good to keep you motivated. But it doesn't matter whether you did 200 calories on a treadmill. You know, it, it, is, it is what was the quality of the 200 calories. For all you know, that a 100-calorie workout done in a more intense manner could have given you more benefits. So yes, I focus more on quality rather than quantity. Uh, besides these things, you know, being a foggy and uh, any foggy who hears me will echo my sentiments, I believe that we all should do basic plank push-ups and squats. If push-ups, he should do five. Somebody can do 20. Do 20, somebody can do more, must do more. You want to do sets, you want to do reps more, and that's all fine. But yes, basic plank push-ups and daily squats are good. I'm still not regular with yoga, to be very honest. But I do believe in uh, doing a 10-minute stretch routine because that is a must to maintain your basic flexibility and prevent, uh, preventing injuries. Being on the other side of 50, I crossed 50 about a year back. So I will advise everyone who's over 40 or maybe 45 to focus on strength training and flexibility because that's where we go wrong as we you know come in the category of senior citizens. The body will eat up your muscles, especially when you are aging. So we need to focus on strength training and flexibility. 
And lastly, rest and recovery are of paramount importance and that must feature at least once or maybe even twice in a week, depending on how well or how much you work out. But at this stage, I must share uh, something with you because what you said is definitely very interesting. So as we discussed, and as you know that I have grown up in a, in a defense services family, so my father retired from the army. And so I do strength training about uh, three times a week and I'd hired a personal trainer who comes home. My father saw that he's 80 years and uh, and he hired the same trainer and uh, he does strength training about three times a week uh, at the age of 80. So what you said, uh, you know, Gotham is, is so right. And not many people would recognize that when your body is aging, you know, when you're reaching 70 or beyond or even earlier for that matter, it's important to ensure that rather than not doing exercise, you do strength training. So that speaks uh, about the body mindset and the foggy training that at the age of 80, he wants to, uh, you know, do a balanced routine apart from his diet in ensuring that he is uh, healthy. So moving on, what's your general diet? What would you typically consume for breakfast, lunch or dinner? Akhil, you know, I mentioned about Dr. Jason Fung. I mentioned about how he, you know, uses fasting as a therapy, as a, as a therapeutic tool to reverse ailments. Now, I was a person who had never fasted in his entire life. I know you have asked me a question on diet and I'm you know, answering about fasting. Why I'm saying this is that I have a different take on you know eating or on diet. The concept of eating three times over morning, afternoon and night, you know, using terms like breakfast, lunch, dinner and brunch and mid-meal and uh, um, pre-workout, post-workout meals and we are confused whether I am a gym trainer or I am a bodybuilder or I am a normal person or I'm an athlete. So, you know, we are so confused with all these things. And all these, you know, concepts, they have evolved with the various socioeconomic factors and the changed lifestyle in past few decades. So today, many would just eat at the airport, you know, just because uh, the flight is delayed or just because they find that, oh, this time in the terminal, I find a new eating joint. So let me just go and try out. And that would be beyond the above three meals or four meals otherwise having. This is an addition, and this is irrespective of whether the person is hungry or not. You see, ancient times, our ancestors, they were hunters. They had to hunt and seek and search for food. It was not easy that you get out of your home and you get food. You enter your home and there's a fridge and a refrigerator and a kitchen. It was not that easy. They used to search for food. They would eat fewer meals, but we have lost that. That's very interesting. And for the listeners out here, there is a chapter in the book by Luke Cotino and uh, and, and Gotham. He, you know, Luke, of course, all of us know Luke on what, what he is. He's uh, uh, one of India's leading integrated lifestyle coaches. So he pretty much says the same thing. And he says that uh, listen to your body clock when you're hungry, right? And let that yeah. define your fasting cycle. Which is exactly yeah, what yeah, you're saying. True. Oh, yes. Oh, I, I respect Luke a lot. No, he, uh, whatever he speaks, his thoughts, no, I echo his uh, absolutely. In fact, no, let me just digress from what you asked me about what I eat. So I tend to eat two or three times a day. I'll be very honest. Occasional, maybe four times. But yes, generally it's two or three times a day. And that too, within a time frame of eight to 10 hours, over the daylight, an early dinner, or you know, as I call in my health group, last meal of the day, and a late breakfast, which, you know, you can term it as the first meal of the next day, ensures that the body gets adequate time to deal with the nutrition better. The body, you see, the digestion is a very, very complex process. 
And I don't know how in the 80s and 90s, you know, it all started that keep eating small meals, eat throughout the day, keep your digestive system engaged totally. You know, when does the brain focus on the other issues in the body? When does the absorption happen? It's not even absorbed through your intestines and you already put in another food and so your entire system has got into action again. You know, having, you know, reversed my diabetes, you know, having understood how bad sugars are for your life, for insulin resistance, I am absolutely, I prefer to keep the sugars out of my life in whichever form, you know, as low as possible. And uh, with, uh, with balanced intake of the other essential macronutrients. See, sugar or carbohydrate is not an essential macronutrient, but when it comes to fats and proteins, they are essential. So, yes, I take that in adequate quantity. I focus on a nutritionally dense uh, diet, which ensures uh, the right amount of micronutrients, you know, which is basically your vitamins and your minerals, to give you clean energy and better metabolism. You know, Luke, if you hear, he also speaks about cellular uh, energy. We are deprived of nutrition at the cellular level. I am a big fan of mitochondrial density. Because if you don't have mitochondria power, either can So that's been my eating. So uh, a good mix of nutritionally dense diet that is basically healthy fats, protein, with very less amount of carbohydrates and a lot of micronutrients, vitamins and minerals. The fiber and the antioxidant is automatically ingrained once you start eating all this. You know, indulging in a lot of nuts and seeds and reasonable quantity of greens in forms of vegetables and salads. A lot of people may try to equate this with something called a keto diet. Uh, I don't want to use the word keto because then when you... Because I have seen keto restaurants where they don't know what they are serving. Where they yeah. don't know what they are serving. Yeah. No, it's all about the biochemistry inside the body. It's not just about eating cheese and chicken to lose weight. That's where we are going wrong. It's about ensuring that you don't end up having high uric acid or a fatty liver or some other issue in your body. So yes... You have to do, if at all you have to use the word keto, do a healthy keto. Because anything which is low carb is keto. And keto is a fancy word. Keto is being marketed uh, by each and every person, each and every industry, uh, in, the, in the health industry. So fine, if you want to use the word keto, it's fine. But yes, the correct thing should be healthy keto with a lot of vegetables and salads. Otherwise, a low carb meal, obviously, which means that your fat and protein content will go up, should be the order of the day for anyone. And that's what I follow. I'm really impressed with whatever you just said right now because, uh, you know, just to kind of date back when I was had my condition of uh, being obese and I, when I had lost weight and reversed my condition, at that point of time, I tried, and when I reached out to you, I tried uh, probably everything under the sun at that point in time. So I also joined a keto course. And that person uh, is a good friend of mine today. Uh, and, uh, and I went to him in the second or the third month and I told him, so this was a three-month course, Every Sunday, I used to spend some time with him. And I told him that, listen, I, I'm going to amend the keto because I don't think keto in its uh, form that it's largely understood is what is worthwhile. I want to really do a healthy keto. And he, you know, definitely agreed. And he's going to be one of the people that I'm going to be covering in these podcasts. And he's also written a chapter in the book. But that's uh, so true of what you're saying. People need to understand that only eating meat and chicken and fish and really loading up cream and, uh, and, and butter is not the answer. The answer is uh, that you uh, lead a low-carb uh, diet, but at the end of the day, you balance it to being a, a good nutritious diet, So, which, which also means uh, you have a good proportion of fiber in your diet, right? Uh, with about 25-30% of your plate needs to be salads. Seeds is, is another good micronutrient. So I'm so happy to hear what you've just said, because it realigns my thinking 
of what I follow right now, I've kind of converged uh, with your thinking and your practice at this point in time to at least a large extent. So I'm personally very happy about that. One quick question. Uh, you spoke about intermittent fasting. So very curious to understand that how often do you do intermittent fasting? Is it is it all seven days a week? And what's your fasting cycle? 14-hour uh, cycle, 12-hour cycle, or 16-hour, or is the cycle really important? You know, any thoughts about that? Akhil, if I have to answer in one single word, daily. I fast daily. Because it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Yes. When you start reading you know, and you just want to blindly follow something, you will get a whole lot of options in front of you. You will get weekly fasting, 18-6 uh, fasting, 16-8 uh, fasting, a uh, dry fasting, a uh, water fasting, etc. Now, fasting has got health benefits. Health benefits ranging from, from making your body metabolically more sound till going all the way to reversal of you know chronic diseases like Alzheimer's and cancer. So fine, we'll not go there. We'll not venture that deep. But if fasting has to be a lifestyle, I am of the view that it cannot be that three days you don't fast at all, so you eat the whole day. I mean, I don't know what does it mean, but it generally means that you are eating from morning to evening. You are eating the whole day. And then on some days of the week, you fast. Imagine the metabolic clock inside your body. Imagine the hormonal responses in your body. Why are you putting so much of confusion inside? So if this is a lifestyle, you should fast daily. That's my first one-word answer. Oh, and as I said, you know, after my last meal of the day, which is generally early, till the first meal of the next day, which is flexible, and I'll be very honest with you. Uh, see, I'm not into a reversal phase. So right now you ask me, what do I do now? I am flexible with my first meal of the day, depending on my routine. I can easily switch anywhere from a 14 hours of fasting to maybe 18 hours of fasting. So I, you can call it a 14-10 protocol or a 18-6 protocol, whatever you want to call it, that's fine. And that's almost a regular feature. I do uh, deviate also, you know, be it on special occasions, on important festivals. There's no fasting and you eat wrong. So well then, to sort of compensate, I do a week-long 24 protocol. So I 20 hours, I don't eat, and for four hours, I eat two times. Or I even go to the extent of doing a nomad, which is one meal a day, which is... 23 hours of fasting and uh, eating for only one hour. Now, besides all this, I must also share with you, as a mentor with my health group members, who are in their reversal phase. You see, what I ate in 2018 and what I'm eating now is, is a bit different. The way I fasted in 2018 and the way I am fasting now, and I'm living my life and I'm leading my life as a lifestyle change is a little different. But my health group members you know, who are still diabetic, who are in at different stages of reversal, so as their mentor, I do keep a monthly long fast of 30 to even 48 hours along with them. And we all collectively prepare for that. It's not that you suddenly decide, ki, you know, tomorrow we'll do a 30 hours fast. It's not like that. Eating and exercising complements fasting. So it's not that simple. So Gautam, we are towards the end of our podcast uh, episode. Just wanted to ask you, what message do you have for our listeners? Akhil, if I can be a little greedy and I can, you know, I want to send out two messages. Firstly, you know, fitness is important, you know, but it is just one of the facets of good health. Fitness is strength, fitness is flexibility and stamina. But we cannot be a fit India with so many health issues. You cannot be, you know, patting your back that I completed a half marathon or a full marathon when you are popping in two pills in the morning, be it a pill for thyroid or for hypertension or for whatever. So it has to be a healthy India first. Fit India will automatically follow. 
The second message that I have is that, you know, this is the only life you have. There's a movie called Zindagi Na Milegi Dubara. So we have to live this life well. We have to live it healthy. So make the most of it. Don't eat a two-minute noodles because someone wants to take advantage of your hectic lifestyle. Eat a meal which your body needs and thanks you for. Live a life which gives you back happiness every day. Sickness is more in the mind. Being happy and contented is the mantra that stems from good health. And believe me, no amount of money can buy you that. So I guess that would be my parting shot. Hello, listeners. Noble souls like Colonel Gautam Guha make life worth living. As they say, health is wealth. It indeed is. Kudos to the army officer who didn't give up and responded to the signals in the body to take control. And he didn't stop there. He shared his learnings and continues to impact lives. Colonel Gautam Guha, it's been a complete absolute pleasure for me to have you on this podcast. And there's been a phenomenal amount of learning for me in this specific episode. I know I've been speaking to you earlier and I've been associated with you over the last couple of years. But this interaction has been heartwarming and phenomenal to say the least. Thank you for the message that you have for our listeners. And thank you for taking our time to be there in this podcast. Thank you. 